Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio you can touch. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Now you feel good because Max, who has a sense of humor of a pie. Who threw those pies? Who threw those pies? Oh, I threw the pies. Either I'm losing it, my grasp on humor. I mean, I... I don't know, man. Jeff Lutz. Just be honest. The downtown athletic club has no idea what you're doing. They they don't know you exist. Hey, listen, listen. Just a phone call for you. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, everybody. This is a Tuesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show KFH Radio. Happy to have you along. 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. I'm Bob Lutz, my co-host Jeff Lutz, Max Power, producing engineering the show. Uh, it's Auster, Austin Gomber Tuesday here on the show. Oh, is it? Yeah, because... No, it's... Uh, man, who pitched for the... Don't tell me Alex Cobb. Yeah, it's Alex yeah, Cobb. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't ridicule Alex Cobb well, on the show yesterday. You did ridicule Austin Gomber, and the Rockies uh, shut you out. It happens. We got shut out by the Giants. Uh, I get it. Alex Cobb has had a very good year. Uh, Austin Gomber hasn't. What happened? Well, I watched about the first three innings of that monstrosity and then called it good. Why'd you call it good? Because I could see that nothing was happening. There were 45 people in the crowd. It was cold out there. Uh, No energy. And Cal Quantrill. You can only stand watching average at best for so long so i gave up on it and baseball is the greatest sport but when it's cold and there's nobody there and your team can't hit it's an awful game horrific and so i i moved on to other things what's comparable in any other sport mm, i don't know baseball I don't can, have the most baseball can be almost sickening to watch when your team's flailing away and you and you know it, and and it's it's just too much. Just don't get it. Well, I mean, it's the exact same players. Why don't they play the same way they played last year? Well, you don't believe in any of the stuff that's the reason for it. Uh, Which players is what? Going, players get hot, they get cold. Yeah, but they're not even playing the same way. It's not even that they're getting hot and cold. It's the energy isn't there that they had last year. The... It's a mental game. It's mental. They can't. They they can't dial it up. They're frustrated. 
That's why you have uh, mental coaches in, in pro sports, to try to help these athletes get to a better place mentally. It's not easy. Well, it could be Tanner Bybee tomorrow, so at least there will be a reason to watch. I see. I, I, I got the same issues. Now, my team hardly ever has a bad year. They look like they're on the verge of a bad year, the St. Louis Cardinals. Which do. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They should be able to out-hit most teams. But they can't. They don't hit consistently well. So they're left in this this strange abyss where last night Jordan Montgomery pitched his tail off and Tommy Edmond makes an error and they have no room for quote-unquote errors. And uh, the error leads to four runs. Not good. Because J.D. Davis, who's resurrected himself in San Francisco, took one out of the yard against Drew Verhagen, who should be pitching in a beer league in Oshkosh. Bagosh. Didn't we um, just talk about Oshkosh? Yeah, you love Oshkosh. I, I didn't make it that long in that game. I watched a lot of it, but I didn't see It was 0-0 when I retired to sleep. Well, it, it, why can't I be a Tampa Bay Rays fan? They're 14-0 and at home. And they're still drawing eight. Th- what what what's going on? Well, you're not a Tampa Bay Rays fan, and Tampa Bay is really really good. Everybody has that uh, year where they're really really good, except maybe, I mean, the Pirates are good this year. Cardinals have had years where they're just really really good, and everything clicks and everything's falling into place for Tampa Bay right now. It's they, sickening. They played the Astros last night in Tampa. Uh, Astros unless I'm wrong, are the defending world champs, right? Sure. Uh, That's a big game, right? What was the attendance of that game? I don't know. It's not not listed in the box. I don't see it in the ESPN. Yeah, 10,611. I want to go to Tampa and just – I don't don't get it. Tell me why. They have not lost at home. Isn't it the demographic near the stadium? They're clearly the best team in the game right now. By far, perhaps. They're 20-3, and three, and they draw 10000 to play the Astros. Can you imagine being 20-3 and three and just how easy that must no, be? No, don't, don't get away from this. Don't get I don't away care from about this. their attendance. Why? The Guardians didn't draw that many last night. Why don't you care? Because I just don't. It's, it's not something I think about. I don't live in Tampa. I don't know but the Tampa area. But doesn't it bother you that, it, that a, a region has this kind of team? Uh, doing it the way they do it. They don't care about baseball in Florida. Then move. I'm right? sure they'd love to. So you hosted the Rockies last night, right? Yeah. Uh, in Cleveland, Rockies having an, just an awful year, 6-17 and 17 going into that game. Uh, your announced crowd last night was 9,258. 9, you're asserting there weren't that many in the stands. No, not even close. <laughs> when are you, what's going to make you decide to move on? Death. Well, I don't know. Did you have a moment last night where you said to yourself, why am I for this team? No, I was actually kind of looking forward to watching them because you, you can beat the Rockies. You can beat Austin Gomber. You can do something. And they played really well on Sunday, and it was fun to watch. And, hey, maybe we got something here. Nope. Austin Gomber, five innings, three hits, no runs. 
Then three clowns came in in a sidecar and finished it up for Colorado. Baseball is aggravating. Oh, it is. We're both aggravated. And this is a stretch. The Guardians have played Colorado, Washington, the Marlins, Detroit, and they've gained no traction, and now the schedule gets very, well, very get, tough. You're going to have a much tougher schedule. And it's not happening. No, but nobody in your division is playing well. It seems like everybody in my division is playing well. The Brewers, the Pirates, the Cubs, not the Reds. But every, all those other teams are playing. You know, everybody thought the Central, what a, the National League Central, what a joke. It's not a joke. No, it's not. You do have three teams that are playing very well, and the Cardinals, who you'd expect at some point to turn it on and get something going. Uh, it's I not don't gonna... know if I expect it anymore. Well, maybe not. Maybe they'll finish third or fourth. But they're still the Cardinals. They'll still try something. They'll still attempt to win. They're not just gonna. They're not gonna just trade Jack Flaherty. And... Well, did they didn't do much to attempt to win in the off season? No, they didn't. By not addressing pitching. Did they? No. And everybody knew they needed to. You can't go into a season with this many question marks in your starting rotation. Their bullpen's not great. Uh, their their hitting's been okay, but not they they hit horribly with runners in scoring position. Horribly, they're not clutch. Well, you hope so, stuff like that evens out because traditionally it does. I don't know if it does or not. From I think year either, to year, that's not a I think you either hit the clutch or you don't. And uh, we lost, uh, you know, Molina. You had Molina and Pujols last year, and Molina was terrible, but just the presence of those guys. Now who do you have as your leader? You don't have a, that kind of presence Goldschmidt in your and Arenado, which is still decent, but come on. Yeah, well, that's – you made me sound dumb right there. Two MVPs, basically. Um Forgot what I was going to say, but relax. Me relax? Yeah, relax. I don't need to relax. You should, though. You gonna you can't go see Wayno tonight. That, you got to be a little bit upset about that. Is he going to pitch in this weather? He's supposed to. It's supposed to rain. Uh, it looks like there's a good chance of it. Rain to the west of it, and it looks like it's moving extremely slowly. Is that what the folks at the 12 Weather Labs say? Well... I won't tell you what the folks at Storm Team 12 said. What is the name again? Storm Team 12 Meteorologist. Who's got the weather labs? We do. We have something. What are they saying? Well, they said it was supposed to start at 11. Well, they they were wrong, weren't they? Yeah. So, And it was going to go through about 7, which is when the wind surge play tonight. But if it doesn't start till 4... Does that mean it's going to go through midnight? I don't know. I can't believe that they'd throw Wayno out there in this tonight. Cold, wet, damp. Uh, I, I don't know. Tim I, Grubb I, says if he doesn't pitch tonight, he won't pitch in the series. Well, then he won't pitch in the series. Maybe not. Let me let me say this to Tim Grubbs, who we love. I hope he's the, not listening. The radio voice. <laughs> Why do you think it's going to be? Because it sounded pretty aggressive. Let me say this to Tim Grubbs, and let me also say who we love, the radio voice of the wind surge, okay? Right. The Cardinals will worry about when Wayno pitches. That's not anything our friend Tim Grubbs. Well, I don't think Tim Grubbs would just say that if it wasn't accurate. I'm sure he has information. We'll deal with Wayno. No, we will? Yeah. Okay. Adam Wainwright. 
We'll tell him when he want, when we'd like him to pitch. We'll get it set up. Uh, we're not here to please, as much as I love the wind surge and everyone in this city, we're not here to please wind surge fans. We're here to please no Cardinals fans. Well, there will be some of those out there tonight. Did you see Wayno on Twitter uh, asking where he could go eat barbecue in Wichita? Oh, man. How cool is that guy? He's a guy that if, if you just walked down these stairs right now, you'd feel like you'd known him for 30 years. Where did he end up eating? I don't know. I, I'd have to go look at his Twitter. I don't know if he if he actually went out. But when he pitched in Springfield, he went out, took pictures uh, where he went to eat. He loves uh, barbecue. So people here were suggesting all these different places. And I'm curious to know if he followed up. Oh, I'm going to find out. I don't follow Adam Wainwright on Twitter. And How can you not follow Adam Wainwright? Because I, I just don't care to i guess he's not even verified um yeah he put up pictures i don't see this anything on twitter about where to eat barbecue in wichita oh let me know wichita that was a uh, 21 hours ago yeah did he anything since then no well he's pitching today he's not messing around he'll probably post pictures later yeah but that would have been a fun story well, why didn't you do it? I'm sure our sports guy, Hendo, replied to him, so we're good. <laughs> Hendo did reply to him? Yeah. You're, you saw it? Yeah. He told him, told him to go to Bite Me Barbecue or Station So a. you think Hendo set up a camera at Bite Me Barbecue? I doubt it, but I'm sure he's on it to some degree. Well, it's not he, like Hendo Adam's going a, there now. Hendo's a Cardinals fan. Well, I didn't suggest anything to him. Well, maybe you should have. Who's a bigger Cardinals fan? Probably Hendo you. or me? Probably you. Who would do better in a quiz? You. But I don't know that for sure because it's not something. Hendo wears his Chiefs fandom literally on his chest. I see him in Cardinal stuff occasionally, but it seems like he likes the Chiefs more. Maybe he's just hiding his uh, extensive Cardinals knowledge. We should get him on the show and ask him. Want to suck up a little more, do you? <laughs> That's what I do. I wonder if I'm the biggest Cardinals fan in Wichita. Perhaps. I'd have to be right there, wouldn't I? Well, yeah, I would assume so. You're probably the biggest Guardians fan in Wichita, although Stan Finger and Scott Griffiths may take exception. Scott Griffiths, uh, he's a Guardians fan, but he's only a Guardians fan because of me. So Wait a minute, now you're, really? Yes. That's an insult. It's the truth. Stan Finger, are you are you an Indians a Guardians fan because of Stan Finger? No, because he was a Guardians fan before you were. So was my our friend Bob Getz. Now, do you have any communication with Bob Getz about the Guardians? No, we've never spoken about the Guardians. Have you ever spoken to Bob? Getz? Spoken out loud? Not that I know of. We've had some interaction on Facebook, I think. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, 869-1240, it's the IHOP hotline. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, about anything that's on your mind. It's a, it's kind of a potpourri right now. We can talk about baseball, the NBA playoffs. The Lakers pulled one out last night at home against Memphis with Anthony Davis. Not doing much of much, but LeBron had 20 rebounds, and Austin Reeves led the Lakers with 23 points. Yeah, I never would have imagined I would have ever in my life have been talking about Austin Reeves leading a playoff team in points. 
Well, especially a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and playing a huge, vital role on that team. That's That came out of pretty much nowhere. And we even saw, and, and you know who's wrong about Austin Reeves? Doug Gottlieb? I, no, I don't like Doug Gottlieb. I've, I've argued with him uh, very much in the past. But this guy I like. And, I, and, and if he's listening and had the nerve to call, we'd have a little talk about Austin well, Reeves. Well, nobody predicted this. Because here's a guy that didn't think Austin Reeves was much of a player, even at Oklahoma. Had, oh. had question marks about Name it. Name him. You want to know who it is? Yeah. I don't know if I feel like it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to throw this guy under the bus. See, I'm sure he'll own it. Uh, I'll, just, I'll, I'll make you say the name. Uh, this is a guy I worked with for some time. Paul Solentrop? There you go. Really? You said, why would you throw Paul under the bus like that? <laughs> well, that's surprising. What did he say about Austin Reeves? Never never had that many complimentary things to say. Well, he was just a role now, player. Now, Paul may State. disagree with me on this, but it, it sticks out to me. And Paul's a basketball guy, first and foremost. He is. Um, he's not a Lakers guy. He's a Phoenix Suns guy, so maybe now he feels somewhat threatened by Austin Reeves in the West because now they're in pretty good shape to take down Memphis. Although that series very easily could go seven, right? Yeah, I think they're going to handle Memphis. I think they are just – they're better than Memphis. They're more experienced. They've got LeBron. I don't think the Grizzlies are quite ready to be a favorite in a series like that. They're the number two seed. Well, uh, then they we could really have the Lakers year. and the Warriors or the Kings. And, and all bets are off. I, the, the West is where it's at. When I see an Eastern Conference playoff game, I almost don't care. But if I see a Western Conference playoff game, I care. Well, the West is a lot more interesting. And people this year Why try, is that? Because that's where all the stars are. Not really. Yeah, the pretty MV, much. The MVPs are hiding out in the East. Yeah, but you got Jokic. You got LeBron. You've got... Uh, you got Embiid. You got... Uh, Giannis supposed to have Kawhi and Paul George. You, you got Harden, Kevin, Kevin Durant. You got Jimmy Butler, Westbrook, who's, uh, who's got, more interesting uh, than he is a star. Trey but, Young, hmm, Trey Young. Yeah, well, Jalen Brunson would be Jalen Brunson star of that series. Julius Randle, but Jalen Brunson doesn't have the Dominic cachet. Mitchell. Uh, Wait, what'd you say? What, what's his Donovan. name? Donovan. Donovan Mitchell. I knew that didn't. I sound knew that right. didn't sound right either. But you got all these stars in the East, too. Yeah, they're stars, but they're not Hollywood stars. You know what I'm saying? Steph Curry is a Hollywood star. Kevin Durant is a marquee star. LeBron, obviously, is that. Giannis, to a degree, but the the big uh, transcendent stars are in the West. Hmm. Giannis is pretty transcendent. He's great. So is Joel Embiid. Uh, but they are basketball, right? They are stars within the game. They're huge stars, but they have not transcended the game the way the guys I mentioned have. Uh, here's what we have on tap. We'll get back to that conversation. Uh, Chris Hollander, one of the new Wichita State men's basketball assistant coaches, will join us at 225. Uh, we'll talk with Coach Hollander, who's uh, kind of getting his home in order, as I understand it. And also trying to get the Shockers home in order. Sure. Uh, Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. We're two days out from the NFL draft, which is going to be held in Kansas City. Jesse covers the Chiefs for the Star. We'll get his thoughts on 
where the Chiefs may go and, and the draft in general. Uh, boy, it's an interesting draft this year, especially because I think teams are going to reach for quarterbacks when better players are on the board. Yeah, that happens every year. Teams talk themselves into getting a franchise quarterback, but not necessarily the, the right guy. And then in hour number two, Jeff has a game, as we do each and every Tuesday here on the show. So that's uh, what's on tap. Uh, we'll take a break, Max. We'll come back and talk uh, talk some Shocker basketball with uh, one of the new Shockers, one of their new assistant coaches. Chris Hollander is our guest next. The show on KFA. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. This is Dana Glover, her song called Rain. I think it's a woman. It's precipitation week with the music and... It's precipitation week, apparently. Could be. Chris Hollander joins us, brand new to the Wichita State coaching staff under Paul Mills. Chris, welcome. Thank you, guys. Hope everybody's doing well. We're, we're doing very well. So I want to start with uh, your memories of Wichita State because you certainly have them <laughs> as a former Missouri Valley Conference standout player at Evansville uh, back in the day under Jim Cruz. So when you got here and you got to Coke Arena, and you went out on the floor. What 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 were your memories of that? 
I started shaking a little bit. I was having some flashbacks of playing days and coaching days when I was an assistant at Evansville. And um, But honestly, um, you know, I, I've said this a, a bunch. Um, Wichita State is all – I've always held the Wichita State basketball program in, in the highest regard. Um, you, can, you can talk about it all you want, but when you experience it as a player, as an opponent especially – um, you, you you gain a tremendous amount of respect for it. not only just the program but the fans, the community, the 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 uh, the the knowledge that the fan base has here of basketball and their passion for it. Uh, it rivals anywhere in the country, and you know I felt that as a player, um, and um, I felt I felt that as a coach uh, with my days at Evansville with Marty Simmons coming in and playing against. Uh, the great teams during that time. And so it's just, it's exactly what college basketball should be. And uh, I've always held it in the, in the highest regard. So how did you get connected with uh, Paul Mills? What was that process like? Because uh, you're the only member of the staff as far as the assistant coaches that doesn't have a at least a, a public connection with Paul. So how did that relationship uh, form? So we, uh, when when I was an assistant at Mizzou, um, we played Oral Roberts twice, and uh, Coach Martin and Coach Mills got to become very close during that time. After, you know, because sometimes when you when you play opponents and they're not in your league, you know, you kind of try to pick the other head coach's brain on things, and so you can get better at what you want to do. Because obviously, you don't have to play each other every year, twice a year. So they they kind of started this friendship, and um, you know, that's how I got connected with Coach Mills was through Coach Martin. Talking uh, with Chris Hollander, Wichita State basketball assistant coach. Uh, from 2002 till uh, 2022, uh, you were an assistant coach at Army, Evansville, Mississippi State, UMKC, and then your time with Conzo Martin at Missouri. Uh, but yes, you sir. did not coach uh, last year. Is that correct? That's correct. I I was uh, not in not uh, in coaching, but I was around it. Um, I was helping teams behind the scenes doing some consulting uh, I wasn't totally disconnected from college basketball um, uh, so I was I was not officially assigned to a team but I was working with multiple teams throughout the country was there ever a thought in your brain Chris to become disassociated with college basketball or were you looking for that next opportunity all along you know um, it's it's funny you ask that question I I didn't know you know um uh, my son's going to be a sophomore in high school. Uh, I have two little girls, twin girls, um, who have you know a, a pretty pretty good life, and we're still in Columbia. Um, and my wife and I talked about it a lot, and we just you know we just kind of took it day by day. And um, you know when you're in when you're involved in the profession for so long, you're connected to so many different people. A lot of different opportunities came up for me, even. Even last year when I decided not to take another job because I had opportunities to coach last year, I just decided not to do it last year. Um, opportunities come and go, and, you know, it's just it was going to take something really, really special for me, and I don't know what gets more special than this opportunity to come work at Wichita State. What are the challenges, if any, uh, in recruiting when it's uh, a first-year head coach with a, with a brand-new staff? Are there challenges or – is it just the connections are, are already there and you've, you've made them and you've formed them that uh, it, there is really no 
hangups, I guess. I think uh, I think recruiting is um, is always obviously it's always changing. It's changed from two years ago to now. You know, obviously with with the onset of transfer portal and NIL, I think this this thing is very fluid. So you you have to adapt um, and adjust as you every single year. You know, I've been in college basketball for 21 years, and there's been rules that have changed that everybody thought they were going to be like, oh my gosh so hard it's so hard it's going to be so difficult you can't you know this that well now you can call kids all the time where you used to be able to only call them once a week and but coaches usually find ways to adapt um i think that they're for a first year head coach with the experience that coach has and the experience that some of the staff has the relationships are going to be there um and i think that for a first year coach head coach at a new spot you're going to lean on the relationships from the past a lot and um, there's going and if and if you've built those relationships, there's going to be a lot of back and forth and a lot of people that want that want to help you. And you know you have you're gonna have to go do the work, and it is difficult because recruiting is difficult in general. Um, but you know you go out and do the work, you have the relationships, and that makes that that bridge that gap pretty easily. Chris Hollander with us, Wichita State assistant basketball coach, uh, really known as a as I think in your bio here it says as a tireless recruiter. Uh, you you got used to recruiting one way. You mentioned it, the transfer portal, the NIL now has changed uh, pretty much everything about uh, college basketball and recruiting. Has it? Mm-hmm. Have you gotten a handle on it yet, Chris? Is the is it something that uh, you just uh, you know you wake up one day and you know you got to do things a little differently and you just you move on and take on the uh, challenge? Yeah, and I think if you stay true to who you are and your character. And what the most important thing is, and that's doing what's good for young, for for me, it's young men and their future. Uh, I think the message always stays the same, because that's our job as coaches is to put these young guys in position to win, to be successful in basketball, but then shoot them off into the real world as uh, as people that can handle society and go out and be successful in their future in the next forty years. And that's always going to be the message um, when you when you. It doesn't matter if it's transfer portal, if it's high school kids, if it's you know, a grad transfer doesn't matter. Our, our message and, and our purpose is to pour into young people, help young people get the best, get the most out of what they have, and, and help them win in all areas of life. And so, are there different things in front of you as a as a coach and as a recruiter? Yes, but it, nothing changes on our end when it comes to, you know, we want to put these young people in position to have an incredible future. So I, I presume, and I want to follow that up with this question: You've always kept track of high school seniors obviously now you got the transfer portal uh, do you do you pay equal attention to both how does that work um I, I think it's just on an i think everybody's different my guess is everybody's different um i think you have to you have to evaluate all uh prospects that you can and 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 do a great job evaluating what you need in your program and i think everybody's going about it a different way i don't think there's any correct formula to you know, e- either way, I think you're just putting together the best best team and the best product that you can with with the with the prospects that are um, available. So, how careful has has Paul and you guys, the staff, been uh, with the players you've added? Just making sure you have the right guy. How careful will you be with the remaining scholarships? And uh, what type of players are you looking to fill uh, those those openings? Um, it really, it's just been day by day. Um, 
you know, we we um, we've added some uh, some some really good pieces, signed some really good pieces, um, guys that are some some experienced guys, guys that have been through uh, through a lot in college basketball, and um, you know, as we move forward, we're just kind of going day by day to to try to. You know, obviously, I can't talk about you know who we're recruiting or any of those kind of things. Uh, I thought they lifted that rule, coach. No, no, not you can talk about the guys that you signed. <laughs> I so, was kidding. I'm, yeah, I'm aware. So, uh, sorry. Um, so yeah, so we're just going day by day, and we communicate, uh, you know, every day, and um, you know we're going to make the best decisions based on what our needs are. Well, we look forward uh, to the the new era of Shocker basketball, and you're going to be a big part of that. Tell us uh, what about Paul Mills has impressed you the most. I know you knew him. Uh, before you took this job, but obviously you're getting to know him much better. So why is he, in your estimation, the right guy for this challenge at Wichita State? Um, I, I've been, I think Coach Mills is a, is a man of, of, uh, high, of, of high character, has an uh, incredible basketball mind, um, understands the game at the highest level, and has the ability to get the absolute most out of the guys. Um, just being around a little bit that I've been around again, I haven't been around that much yet. Uh, but he has everything that that people say and everything that pe- people see and have said, you know, have, have brought to the table about coach. I've seen that and it's been very impressive. And he is everything that he talks about. He walks the walk, he talks the talk. And I think that's what it separates him from a lot of coaches in college basketball. All right, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Good to be introduced to you, and it's good to have you back in Wichita as a shocker and not a purple yeah. ace. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. I appreciate your time, guys. Looking forward to seeing you. All right, Thank take you. care. Chris Hollander, uh, new assistant basketball coach at Wichita State. We'll try to get the others on here in the coming week or so and uh, try to give people an introduction to who these who these folks are. What's the uh, status of tracking down our friend Terry Nooner? We got him. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll get him. No question. We got him or we'll get him? We got him, we'll get him. Okay. Well, we get two, him, we got him. Those are two different if things. If we get him, we got him. If we got him, we'll get him. Mm, I don't think that's how it works. That's in, in my brain, that made perfect sense. Okay. Right? Well, it didn't make any sense to the listeners who might be interested in uh, when that interview would be, so we don't have him. that interview. If we are on the air tomorrow, will be tomorrow. Okay. So are we on the air tomorrow? I haven't. I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, it's dependent on some things. Okay. Uh, if we are on the air tomorrow, which I don't know that we are, but we could be, we've got him. Well, perfect. And if we get him, we got him. That's right. Um, I voted on my Kansas Sports Hall of Fame folks today. Well, that ballot was sent four we, months ago. Yeah, I, I forgot about it. And I apologize to Jordan Poland if he's listening. But I beat the deadline, you which did. is May 1. Uh, and I'm going to share my number one pick coming up in Jive Talk. For those who haven't already seen it. For those who haven't already seen it. I'll share my number one pick, who too. Who is your number Jason one Jason Duda, of course. Well, I, I didn't vote Dude's number one. Well, I did. I voted him number four. I uh, I'm always friends first. I I put uh, listen. Now you're putting me in a bad way. (laughs) 
Well, that's just how I operate. I understand why some wouldn't, but I want Duda to be there. So. I want Duda to get in, too. And we're pushing for him here. I don't even remember if I voted for Ricky Ross. Oh, my God. I sure hope I did. But why you, you just spoiled oh, my... crap. <laughs> what, a, what a nincompoop. Well... I mean, really. We're not talking about the South High Ricky Ross. We're talking. But I'll tell. I'll talk more about it at three o'clock today. Okay. Uh, during Jive Talk, because you know how I love talking about the glory days of City League basketball. No. You're aware of that. Yeah. Well, there've been more glory days. There's than... been there's been a glory days that stands above. In your opinion. In my opinion, and any anyone's anyone else's opinion, mm, maybe. And I'll, and I'll battle anyone who says that 1978, 1977, through 1981 weren't the glory years of City League basketball. I'll, I'll fight anyone on that. Well, they've had a lot of glory since. Yeah, but I'll fight anyone who says those, those oh, let's, weren't we're gonna the, have to fight then. the ultimate glory years. Interesting. That's all. All right. There's been a, City League basketball has been great. I understand, but it's it's had a lot of glory. It it, I could write a book on City League basketball. Southeast, East Heights. I, I, I seriously could. If I had the the gumption to do it, I could sit down and write a book about City League basketball. Man, I want to write a book. Write it about that. No. Here's what I want to write a book oh, about. Oh, God. N not the Guardians. No. Hulk Hogan. Really? Yeah. He wouldn't give you the time of day. I uh, know. That's the problem. But th there's so much untruth and myth around him. I want to know who Hulk Hogan really is. Terry Bollea. I know his name. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a fun book to do? I don't know. Hadn't he kind of lost his zing? He's on TV every week on those A&E shows. Yeah, that'd be fine. Jesse Newell joins us from the Kansas City Star Kansas City Chiefs beat writer. Jesse, we were discussing what books we have thought about writing, although I don't believe I have the patience to write a book. Uh, is there a subject matter on your plate that appeals to you about a potential book in your future? <laughs> I worked with Jason King on a book about 10 years ago, and yeah, it is a mess to do. I mean, those things, you, they take your time and your effort and your soul most of the time, but um, probably not right now. Um, you know, I, I, I hope for Bill Self's sake that he coaches many more years, but, you know, with this little health scare he had recently, it did kind of come to my mind like, wow, this if this was close to the end, then this guy's going to need a, a tell-all book about him at some point. So maybe that wouldn't be the best read. Obviously, I was at many, many bad KU football games with many, many bad KU football teams. I think that would get less readership and less interest uh, than a Bill Self book would, but uh, like I said, hopefully Bill Self's got many more years to go, and that book is about a decade from being written. All right, well, let's uh, transition to talking about the Chiefs, obviously picking at the bottom of the first round. Uh, a lot of ways they could go. They've got 10 picks. Is it is it trade up? Is it best available? Do you think they have a guy in mind, or are they looking to fill a specific need uh, in in the early rounds at least? Yeah, I think they're in a good spot. And if you've followed and tracked them last couple of years with Brett Veach, this is kind of what he does. He fills in most of the positions where the Chiefs are 
at least comfortable with where they're at right now so they don't have to force themselves and pigeonhole themselves into a specific position. But still, you know, when you have the salary cap thing going on uh, with Patrick Mahomes taking up a lot of that potential room, you're going to have these positions like offensive tackle, like edge rusher, like receiver that most likely you're going to want to take one of those guys in the draft because you get them into your system. You get to pick them. You don't have to outbid them. Uh, as free agents, as the Chiefs weren't able to do to some of those receivers this offseason, then you get them on a rookie deal. That's really cheap. So I would think the Chiefs are going to let the board fall to them. I remember last year, Brad Beach talked about he never thought they were going to get Trent McDuffie in the first round, but he fell and he fell and he fell, and the Chiefs executed a trade and moved up and were able to get him, uh, one of the top cornerbacks on their board uh, when it came down to it there in the early 20s. So I think a trade-up is definitely possible for the Chiefs. They have those 10 picks. Uh, a lot of them are compensatory towards the later round, so it's not quite the draft capital they had a year ago. But I, I would look at those three positions mostly. Offensive tackle, right tackle. You know, they have Lucas Nying coming back off injury. Uh, they have Prince Tegawanogo, who was a backup last year. So they have guys there, but they probably would like to solidify that position a little bit. You talk about Ed Drescher, you know, they have not signed, re-signed Frank Clark or Carlos Dunlap, so there's an opportunity there. Uh, but uh, probably most of all, receiver. You know, I just mentioned it. The Chiefs tried to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster, couldn't do it. They were in on the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, sweepstakes and lost out to a very desperate Ravens team. And so they might just say, screw it, and decide to draft their own receiver here and, and guy that they really like. So I'd pay attention to two names when it comes to receiver. I'd say Zay Flowers, who they've had some interest in, and Quentin Johnston, a kid from TCU that Big 12 fans should be very familiar with. Uh, those two potential ones in the first round, whether the Chiefs trade up or not. But otherwise, they could let the sport follow them and take out a position of need because those three positions are ones of need, and you can get good value in the first round. Talking uh, with Jesse Newell of the Kansas City Star. The draft coming up in Kansas City on Thursday night. Uh, I want to ask you about that uh, shortly. But there are only a handful of true difference-making quarterbacks in the NFL. Yet every team in the draft that needs a quarterback believes they're going to draft the next true difference-maker and perhaps let better players, players who might better fit their team escape in the interest of trying to find that uh, difference-making quarterback. Uh, what's your What's your thought on that? I mean, you can't, you really can't compete without that kind of quarterback. But there just aren't that many of them. So, what's a team to do? Yeah, this is sort of where um, everybody's word uh, comes in here where the um, analytics come into it and the numbers. And when we talk about the rookie deals, how you can get players on really, really cheap contracts that can produce for you. That's what I just mentioned, where uh, if you if you think about this in terms of what guys get with a second contract, this is really where it comes into focus, right? Um, what do receivers get on a second contract? Pretty good money if they're good, right? Offensive tackles. You know, we just saw the Chiefs sign Juwan Taylor to a three-year, $80 million deal. So pretty good money. Um, you talk about edge rushers, uh, the top of the top. Vaughn Miller, they get a lot of money. Now let's go to quarterbacks. What do those guys get? Well, even the guys like Daniel Jones are getting 40 $45 million. We know Patrick Mahomes was at the top of the position when he signed his contract extension, and now five or six guys have exceeded him. So that's what you're talking about with this. I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the case study, obviously, the people that they're going to point to is Bijan Robinson. You know, he's a generational back. We think he probably is in the realm of being potentially a, a future Hall of Fame sort of guy. I hear the old Damian Tomlinson comps a lot. But the problem for that is, like, 
you could draft him, and he could be really good, but what is that value on a second contract? And you just saw the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. They took a seventh-round draft pick, and they took Jerick McKinnon signing for $1 million at the end of the offseason, and they turned that into gold. So it's more a thought of, you just mentioned it, those quarterbacks that you want to have on your team are not available in free agency. I think there was one available out of the top 15 quarterbacks this past season, offseason out of free agency. Uh, they just aren't available. So this is why teams keep shooting their shots when it comes to quarterbacks because not only can you bring a guy in your system and you don't have to outbid somebody, and, and not only that, they might not be available, but you get them at this contract for four years, potentially five years, you have a fifth-year option with the first-round pick where they are so severely underpaid. If you land that position correctly, now you can spend all your money on these other positions and fill in the rest of your roster. So this is why we see teams go quarterbacks, and this is why a lot of these guys, like you said, Bobby, if, if they're a little bit questionable, they're getting pushed up the board, you, you can understand it at least because this is sort of a math equation right here. And if you do hit on the quarterback, whether it's a 50% chance or a 30% chance or a 20% chance, you're just in such good shape when it comes to the rest of your roster that that really can elevate the, the rest of what you're doing. So I understand the thought out there and, like, why wouldn't you just take Bijan with a top five pick? We know he's going to be really good. Just the problem with that is is that you can grab, you know, the difference between a, a really, really elite running back and then a guy like a seventh-round pick that the Chiefs got from Isaiah Pacheco last year, it's just not that huge. And you can find guys for not very much money. You cannot say the same at quarterback, and that's why these teams – a lot of the time here in recent years have gone and taken stabs at them and just try to get lucky, try to hit the right guy. And if you got that, then your franchise has basically turned around. In that vein, uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Are the Jets now in that top tier with, with Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati? I My hot take is that Jacksonville will be better than Buffalo. But for argument's sake, we'll put Buffalo there too is does new york fit in that group or are are they in the next group with san diego miami teams that will still be kind of fighting for the for the playoffs yeah somewhere between probably but you make a good point too that jeff i mean that you think about this what happens when teams are desperate for quarterbacks what happens like the browns were desperate for a quarterback they took on deshaun watson all his off field issues and paid a bunch of draft capital what do the Jets do? They have a great defense. They have everything else in place. They need a quarterback. They give the Packers a bunch of draft picks to go get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is, again, this is another reason why you draft a quarterback because you're just giving up your, your one pick and hoping it hits. And then if you do, you get this cheap guy. But, yeah, I put there somewhere, somewhere in between there. I saw, you know, a super hot take online that some uh, TV show out there was saying, okay, the Jets are number one in the AFC above the Chiefs. You know, I, I, that, that seems pretty crazy to me. But, but this is why, like, the Jets, you could look at their roster realistically and say everything is in place to have a really good team except for the quarterback. Now, there's questions about whether Aaron Rodgers can be that guy, especially as a guy that's now my age, which means you're old. Uh, <laughs> you're old when it comes to football. But um, it definitely elevates them, and this is why uh, we talk about every team is chasing the quarterback. We just know they're so valuable out there, and when your team is lacking everything but that, you'll have a huge hole on your roster, and that's why the Jets made the move that they did. Jesse Newell, our guest from the Kansas City Star. So I wanted to get back to ask you about what this draft being in Kansas City uh, means. Uh, what's uh, What kind of a crowd do they expect down around this draft? I've heard uh, estimates of, well, my goodness, hundreds of thousands of people gathering in Kansas City, downtown Kansas City, uh, as a part of these festivities. Are we prepared there, Jesse? <laughs> Well, I'm prepared to go to Arrowhead where the uh, the draft room is for the Chiefs. They're not changing things up there and pretty happy I don't have to go into the, the buzz of that. But 
I mean, it should be amazing. It should be an amazing display for the city, uh, for local people. And if anybody has crazy interest in the draft and the NFL, it's obviously people around Kansas City. So, yeah, we've heard estimations of 300,000 people. It's the biggest draft stage they ever created. I think it's five football fields long is what they said. It was so much so, and it weighed so much that they put steel reinforcements on the garage underneath the stage just to make sure that thing doesn't crumble on 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 the poor cars or people that are underneath it. So this should be a big deal. And I've seen some photos out there with like a fountain out front of Union Station, and there's the green room, and there's you know all this some some chief stuff that's out there. So this should be a great display, and obviously it'll be a time for Kansas City fans to show off and show how much that they care about football. And to be honest with you guys, right now that's about all there is to care about in this town because the Royals stink and Sporting KC stinks, and the KC Current have won a couple in a row, but they had to fire their coach to do it. So. Uh, this calendar is already flipping to football season. I think you'll see a display of that on TV here over the weekend. And before uh, before I let you go, I want to ask you, I know you don't cover the Royals, but I know you have an interest in the Royals. And uh, they are off to just the worst start they could have imagined at 5-18. and 18. The only other team that bad is the Oakland A's, and they're moving. Uh, so what has this done to uh, any kind of interest in the Royals? I mean, they're talking about, wanting to build a new stadium downtown. Uh, what, what are you, what's your opinion on where the Royals are with their fan base right now? Yeah, I mean, our Sam McDowell, our columnist here at the Star, wrote about this last week, that exact topic, which is that is sort of the first line out of people's mouths, which is you want a new stadium and you want taxpayers to pay for it? How about you win a few games first? And this has just been a miserable start for the Royals. Now, I think they're better than they are right now, if that makes any sense. I, I don't think they're going to continue this pace. I don't think they'll be a hundred loss team. And there are some positive signs out there with what they've done for pitching, but the hitting has just been so bad that they haven't been able to overcome any of that. So just a real shame. You know, I actually didn't help cover some Royals games out there, been out to about half of them this year and covered their one win at home. They're one in 12 at home. And it just, it really starts any momentum before or stops any momentum before it starts in the season. And you get some boo birds on the second home stand of the series. That's not where you want to be. So it's an unfortunate part, but, uh, if they do ask for money here in the near future, I would consider trying to push that maybe back a year just because right now there is some anger slash turning into apathy for the Royals. And like I said, once the NFL draft happens this weekend, a lot of people's attention in Kansas City will fully focus on the Chiefs and probably continue that way until February. Jesse, always appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks, guys. Jesse Newell, Thanks. Kansas City Star. We'll take a break. Hour number two, Bob and Jeff. It's a Tuesday edition. We've got uh, some wind surge tickets to give away. Not tickets, but coupons for tickets. Give Max a call at 869-1240. Caller number two gets some vouchers to see the wind surge. We'll be back. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.